Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. And the people of God said, Amen. Come on, put those winning hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, say God bless you to royal voices. Amen. Praise God. I want to start a new series in this service today, captioned, Victory is my destiny regardless. What did I call it? Victory is my destiny regardless. Ladies and gentlemen, as you are aware and you know we are in the last days, the last days are perilous times, difficult times to deal with and difficult times to bear. But you know also that God has an agenda in these last days. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I welcome you to your month of victory. I would like you to know and recognize that before the foundation of the world, God has ordained his children for victory. Can I hear an amen from every child of God that is in the house today? You are ordained for victory. You are designed for victory. God wired you for victory. In your blood, in your DNA, is running victory. Your father is Jehovah, the man of war. He doesn't know how to lose any battle. He has not lost any battle, and he will never lose any battle. Everything was created and fashioned to be after his kind. If you are created and fashioned after the Most High, Jehovah, the Lord, the man of war, the Jehovah who is strong and has never, ever been defeated in any battle, I'm glad to announce to you, you cannot be defeated. I said you cannot be defeated. All the days of your life, only one song you will know, and it's the song of victory. If you believe that, shout yes! <clears throat> the word of God says in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, it says whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory responsible for overcoming the war. He says, even our faith. Faith becomes the instrumentality God will use for making you overcome any day, any time. Victory connotes that there is a battle somewhere. Because for victory means, this is the definition of victory. Victory means an act of defeating an enemy in battle. It could be a game. It could be something else. But in this case, we are talking about battles. There are many battles in life. Life is full of battles. The Bible says the heart is full of habitation of cruelty. Life is a life of battles. Praise God. It's not a joking game on the earth. No, it's not a joke. Life is not a joke. It's a battle. Praise God. But God has guaranteed his own children victory on every side. Aren't you glad to be on the winning side? If you're on the winning side this morning, come on, shout a good amen. amen. So who is our enemy in this case? He says victory. Who is the enemy? Because victory simply means, victory simply means the act of defeating an enemy in battle. Who is the enemy? The word of God makes us to understand that darkness is the enemy. The world is the enemy. The devil and the cohorts are the enemies. 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and ye have overcome them. Who are the them that we have overcome? He said, we have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is in the world? Who are the them? Who is in the world? The devil and his courts. What's in the world? The Bible says in 1 John 2, 16, what's in the world? For all that is in the world is the pride of life. Is the lust of the flesh, is the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. Hallelujah. We must overcome them. We must overcome every sinful nature. We must overcome everything the devil has in stock for us because we are born to overcome. We are designed to overcome. In overcoming, in being victors, in being champions, we have no choice. That is our destiny. Can I hear an amen in the house? 
Oh, tell your neighbor today that there is no defeat for us. We are not programmed for shame. We are not programmed for defeat. We are not designed to be losers. We are victors all day long. Is there a believer in the house? Do I have a witness in the house? Come on, shout yes! I'm born to win. I'm designed to win. We are all programmed to win. Praise God. How do I have this victory? 1 John 5, 4 tells us how. By acting on the word of God, which is faith. That is how we have victory. We need to be strong in faith, not weak in faith. Romans 4, 19 says, Abraham, our father, the father of faith. In verse 19, the Bible says he was not weak in faith. But in verse 20, it says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. We need to be strong in faith. Weak faith can't cut it. Weak faith can't give us victory. We must be strong in faith. Come on, announce to yourself, I must be strong in faith. He overcame childlessness because he was strong in faith. He overcame shame. He overcame no results. He overcame failure. He overcame ridicule. He overcame being a laughing stock in his generation. He overcame being pushed aside by having strong faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I charge you this morning to be strong in your faith. How do we have faith? We need to act on the word of God. There are two types and two shades of his word. Are you listening today? Write it down if you are writing. Number one is the spoken word. The spoken word. The spoken word. In the beginning of this year, as God was speaking to us, he told us the areas we need to be strong this year. Be strong in your perceiving. Be strong in your hearing the voice of God. Develop yourself. Let your spirit be sensitive to his voice. Let the voice of God not be a stranger in your life. That's one of the foundations we laid in the beginning of this year. That if you are going to go far, you need to know how to hear God and hear him well and clearly. Number two is the written word. The Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereby, until the day dawn and the day star arise in our hearts. The written word is a word of prophecy. You must be strong in the written word. The Bible says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly, not poorly. Let it be rich. Praise God. Amen. Matthew 24 Verse 35 says, heaven and earth can pass away. He says, not a dot, not an iota of my world will go away unfulfilled. That's why you must load your cloud every time with the word. Beloved, don't be a stranger to the word of God. Read it constantly. Read it regularly. Read it constantly and consistently. Be a dogma when it comes to the word. Because this word is life to those who find them. It's not ordinary. The word of God is real, it's powerful, it's sharper than any twitch sword. It pierces asunder every joint, soul, spirit, and marrow. It's a designer of the intent of the heart. The word of God is one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, you have to embrace with every fiber in you so that you can have victory constantly and consistently. I speak over your life this morning. All the days of your life is victory you will know. In the name of Jesus. When you have this, ladies and gentlemen, you won't be pushed aside. You won't be ignored. Your life will be a life to reckon with. Before decisions are made, they will call on you. Praise God. One of my friends once was very angry. He was mad because some important decisions were made in his family and he was not consulted. I said, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's your fault, I blame you. You have not carried what it takes. I said, go and fulfill destiny. You will see what will happen. 
in three years' time, he said, Sir, what you said is true. He said, Now they can't take any decision without consulting me. I said, Uh huh. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. I speak over everyone under the sound of my voice. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, where you have been ignored, you are coming to be recognized in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, you are victorious and you are going to have victory in your life regardless in the name of Jesus Christ. I will use one of the stories of my favorite character in the scriptures to drive home the point I'm trying to make today. He's a man called David. Everybody say David. David is one of my favorite characters. I don't know why I love him. Maybe because my dad's name is David. My natural father's name, uh, dad's name is David. So I just, I just love reading his stories. I, I love him. And one of the things that first tripped me about David was in Acts. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. The Bible says concerning David, he was a man after God's heart. God himself gave him that title. He didn't name himself a man after his heart. God says, he's a man after my heart. God examined him. He said, this is a man after my heart. In fact, when God was going to introduce him in Psalm 89, 20, he says, I have found my servant David and I've anointed him with the holy oil. That means I've been looking for a guy like this for a long time. He's a man after my heart. But at the same time, when you look at the life of David, it's a bit difficult to reconcile that statement. Praise God. I don't know whether you would agree with me. Because this is a guy who killed the person who killed Saul. The person who killed Saul thought he was doing him a favor. And he killed the person who killed Saul. Not only that, he committed adultery. <laughs> a man after God's heart, where was his heart? When he was looking at the lady, praise God, not only did he commit adultery, he killed the husband of the person. He assassinated him. The person who, uh, the husband of the person he had the illicit affair with. Praise God in an attempt to cover his sin, and so on and so forth. And the Bible says he's a man after God's heart. Now, that looks a bit challenging to reconcile. How many people agree with me? Oh, yes, we can look at, down on David today as a very bad guy. We can look at him as a bad guy. Uh, praise God. <laughs> As a very bad guy, but <laughs> some of you seated here today, uh, right in this auditorium this morning, so the pastor is talking of first service. No, I'm talking of this service. Praise God. Those of you online that you are watching, whether after this broadcast, after this live broadcast, you have done worse things than David. In fact, if they check the skeletons in your cupboard, some of you have serious skeletons, serious ones. What I'm referring to, skeleton in cupboard is an idiomatic expression. It's just saying things in your past that you don't want anybody to know about. Skeletons. Some people's skeletons are very dry. That is, is a long time ago. And some people's skeleton is still fresh body. Last night, it was still part of what? Last night. Last night. Last night. Praise God. Just last night, less than 24 hours. It's still fresh, but it's in the closet. <clears throat> and I'm just clearing my truth. I got to. Amen. Some of you are acting as if you have been saved since the very day you were born. I 
if uh, uh, no, I ain't got no skeleton. I got look to your left and right now and say, it's not you, but it's somebody else. Try and look. You've made some bad choices, wrong things you've done in life, messed up things. Praise God. I love the time when we worship. I love the time when we jump and praise. I love the time we were dancing today. Praise God. But do you know some of us, if it had not been for the Lord, where would we have been? We want to thank God for his blood that saved us, that washed us, that made us as if we never sinned. Praise God. That's why I don't like calling God the God of second chance. I like calling him the God of another chance. Because many of us here, second chances, our second chances have run out. We say, oh God, give me, no, give me second chance, give me second chance. Second chance is, is tired of showing up for you. Because, yeah, how many bear with me? You have said you will not do it again. Lord, that will be the last time. If I do it again, kill me. You said it. But just a few days go by, you have run back to your vomit. The very thing you swore heaven and earth that you would not do. That very thing, you are doing it and doing extra. Even taking it a notch higher. We are quick to judge David. You know, every time people are so quick to judge David. <laughs> what kind of a man is he? What kind of a man are you? <laughs> Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, his mercies, his mercies endure forever. Can you just lift up your hands where you are and say, thank you for your mercy. It never runs out. Thank you for not being tired of me. I've blown it several times. But there you are, still helping me. Thank you, Father. You should have kicked me out of heaven a long time ago. But no, you won't give up on us. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails. Never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love, 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. His mercy will keep on prevailing for us in the name of Jesus. God is no more a God of second chance. He's a God of another chance. And as many are still messed up, jacked up, today, I'm trusting you, I'm trusting God, that he will cling you forever. You will not go back to the bad, bad things you used to do. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Now, there was a series of events in this guy's life David, that was no doing of his own, but circumstances of life brought it. How several times he was pushed aside. This is our month of victory, right? Oh, I said this is our month of victory. God is going to give you unusual victory. Now, now listen very well. There were several things in his life. He was pushed aside. Always pushed aside. Always ignored. Praise God. And I'll go through a catalog of things. The first time he was being pushed aside was in the book of 1 Samuel. That's the first record we have of his being pushed aside. 1 Samuel 16, 6 to 11. Because of our time, we won't be able to read it, but I trust that you'll be able to read it when you get home because I trust you to take good notes. 1 Samuel 6, 6 to 11. That's the first experience of David being pushed aside. A prophet came, 
visited their house. He said the next king of Israel is going to be here. He asked his father, Jesse, to provide his sons. Out of the eight sons he had, he provided seven, and they arrayed themselves before the prophet. They came one by one, but the prophet said, it's none of these ones. But he said, I got it right. I'm sure this address is the house of Jesse. I knew I got it right. I had God well. This is the address of the man's house called Jesse. You are the man called Jesse. God of Israel said that the next king of Israel is coming from your house. And as you know, Saul was a prophet. I mean, Samuel was a prophet of reputation. The Bible says, till his last day, none of his word ever came out and dropped to the ground or fulfilled. A prophet of accuracy to the God. He said, I got it right. It is this place. Don't you have any more children? Uh, he said, there's one. He's in the field somewhere playing with the... He said, go and get him. Praise God. This is the first time in his life he's been pushed aside. Can you imagine your own father? He did not even recommend him. He didn't drop his name in the ballot box. Uh, they said, sons, am I not a son? And you picked seven. The eighth one was ignored by your very own father. Praise God. Talk about being pushed aside. Amen. But thank God. They said, we will not go to bed until you come. He came. The Bible says something amazing in the original manuscript. He said, as David showed up, the oil from the horn inside the horn of uh, Samuel was almost jumping out. <laughs> that, that's the chosen one. That's the one that God has found. I say very soon your destiny will be announced. You will not be pushed aside anymore. In your appointed time and your season, which is now, you will be found in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how many people have not recommended you. It doesn't matter how many people have not put your name forward for promotion. It doesn't matter how many people have not recommended you for the next level. If God has recommended you, if God has decided concerning you, if God has put you forward, no man on earth can stop you. I speak to you by the power of God's spirit. Your destiny in God is unstoppable. If you believe it, shout yes! That's what happened. He was pushed aside, but God said, no. You are having victory regardless. No one, no power, no force in the pit of hell can put you down. The second one in 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17, verse 20 to 28, is another story. After he was anointed king, his father told him one day, go and see your brothers. Go and visit them. Take some food and go and give to them. As David was approaching the battlefield, ah, he saw what he had not seen before. Wow. He saw the champion of the Philistines brutalizing, oppressing, bullying the people of Israel. And they were, the champion of the Philistines was standing and the army of Israel were in the ditch hiding in holes. Ah, he was wondering, don't these people read their scriptures? What's going? What's going on? He was 17, not qualified to be in the army. And again, he started asking questions. And they told him. <laughs> I love the question he asked. Yeah. The first one they told him. <coughs> the first one they told him. Praise God. <laughs> he said, what's going on? They explained that this champion of the Philistine. He said, Saul has said, whoever will go and fight this Philistine, he will not pay taxes forever. That's good in Canada. You won't pay taxes. Oh, don't you know the taxes here are a bit high? You won't pay taxes again. He said, you eat at the king's table all your life because you become rich. And thirdly, he's going to give you his daughter to marry. Praise God. <laughs> David said, what did you say there? They repeated to him and he said, okay, that looks like a good deal. As he was being told that information, his brothers again pushed him aside. His brothers said, what, what, is, the, what, is, the, what is the problem with you? 
the few sheep that you are keeping. Are you tired of keeping the few sheep that you are keeping? What? Look around. Can you find your mates around here? They pushed him aside again. That's when David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason? Praise God. He was pushed aside. Number one, he was pushed aside by his, bro by his father. Now again, his brothers are pushing him aside. Praise God. I said, praise God. If God can choose David to kill Goliath, where are the young people in this place? Daddy, don't let anybody push you aside. God can use you to solve national problems. Are you listening to me? God that used David to solve the problem of Israel by defeating Goliath. Look, the problems of coronavirus, God can use any one of you to solve it. Are you listening to me? Not only national problems, international problems, God can empower you to solve in the name of Jesus. Are you listening to me? Oh, where are the young people in this house? I can't feel these people today. I said God can use you to solve problems that national leaders cannot solve. Are you hearing me today? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ, if God used David, anointed David, brought down the head of Goliath, I don't know any problem, any situation, any circumstance that God can use you to bring down. If you believe that, shout a yes. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. You are not too young to solve any problem. The next one is in 1 Samuel 17, 32 to 33. The king said, when he was going to fight Goliath, he said, but you are too young. This man is a man of war from his youth. Before you were born, he was already a warrior. How can you defeat this man? Praise God. Again, his boss. You know, he was on Saul's employee then. He used to be the musician in Saul's house. You know what happened? He was pushed aside again by Saul. He said, you can't, you can't, you can't handle this thing. He was pushed aside. I don't care how many people have pushed you aside. That victory, you will have it. It doesn't matter how many people that have said you can't make it, that you can't amount to anything. That victory, you will have it. Many people have said some kinds of jobs you can't do. I'm speaking to you by the power of God's spirit. You will not only do it, you will exceed it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In 1 Samuel 18, the story goes on. I'm just going to be sharing the things, the events in David's life. 1 Samuel 18, David now kills Goliath. Celebration starts. Celebration starts. Oh, they started singing. Wow. Me. He kills Goliath. And they started singing. The, some ladies were waiting at the entrance of the city. And they were talking about who. <laughs> the song went like this. You want to hear the song? Where is the keyboard? Come on. Come on, hit this thing for me. Where are you? Where is it? Are you sure it will hit it well? Okay, be doing cat work for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Saul killed his thousands. Get, 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 get. He killed his thousands. He killed his thousands. Only one, one thousand. Saul killed his thousands. Where are the young people? Give me that. Killed his thousands. 
So kill these thousands Just one one thousand He's killed these thousands Where's the beat? I can't feel it He killed these thousands He killed these thousands He killed these thousands If you look at the song very well, did he kill 10,000 people? <laughs> Songs can get you in trouble. Okay. <laughs> okay. But if it's by revelation, they could say that, look, Goliath was what? Uh, 10,000 people. Anyway, let's leave that alone. Amen. So, what happened? He started running. He ran for his dear life. He started running. What happened? He had to run for his dear life. His boss was after him. He was rejected by his father. Come on now. He was rejected by his brothers. He was rejected by his boss. And the boss, he started running. Sometimes in church, when people say, I feel like running, there are different thoughts in people's mind. Some people want to run to praise God. Some people say, it's true. I feel like running. Because they are being beaten, battered, rejected, pushed aside. But in this month of victory, anointing to conquer every spirit of being pushed aside comes upon you in the name of Jesus. It was bad for David. Now, this is still fair. I will still run on. You will see when it becomes pretty bad. He's been pushed aside every time. Every time. Now, he ran to a cave called Adula, where rejected people dwell. Where people who have been pushed aside by the society, where they dwell. Where they are, in, they are full of debt. They can't even show their faces in the city. Because CRA will carry them. They can't. They can't show their faces. They hold everybody. Praise God. Busted. Rejected people. Pushed aside people. And guess what? When he got there, they made him their captain. Say, Kapo. They made him their captain. Yeah, you lead us. And David began to train them. He trained them in skills of war. And they became mercenaries. And the following day, he got a contract with Philistines. He went to the land of the Philistines, got a contract with them, and uh, they were happy until the general of the Philistines was doing military inspection. Bam, param, bam, param, bam, param. Ah, he just saw Jewish boys. He fired them on the spot. Why wouldn't he fire them? He got employed by people who just killed their champion. You remember? David was the one who killed uh, Goliath. He's Goliath of the Philistines. And he got employed by the same Philistines. Ah, the general said, no. King, I'm going to overrule this, your law. 
This man cannot fight for us. What of if we get to battle? Because they were going to fight Israel. What of if we get to battle and he changes his mind? So, he fired him. Again, who pushed him aside now? The enemy. The enemy pushed him aside again. Your father pushed you aside. Your brothers pushed you aside. Your boss pushed you aside. You now went to your enemy. He pushed you aside. That's not the end. He went, as he was going back from that rejection, he was going back home. He went to his father, to, to his house. He just saw smoke. He got to his avenue. He got to his street. It was his house, his wife, his children. All, all he had had been taken away overnight. All he had had been taken away. You know the worst thing? The people, he rejects. He pushed aside people he was trying to help with his life and his grace. What did they do? They planned to stone him. So listen to his story. His father pushed him aside. His brothers pushed him aside. His boss pushed him aside. The enemy pushed him aside. His covenant brothers pushed him aside. Not only that, his, they were not only his covenant brothers. They were pushed aside people. So pushed aside people pushed him aside. How low can you get? It made me remember the story my father told me once. After I finished the story, I won't tell you the story now. After I finished the story, I said, so dad, you mean poor people called you poor? He said, yes. He said in his own lifetime, poor people called their family poor. You know when you know somebody is poor, he's poor, I'm poor, and poor people say your family is poor. Oh, my God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, he had, he had it bad. David did not have it good at all. He was, he was one battle after the other, and he was just having rejects. He was just being rejected. He was being pushed aside. But there is somebody under the sound of my voice. I'm saying to you, it doesn't matter how many people have pushed you aside. God will give you victory. But let me tell you the truth. You are in real bad shape. If pushed aside, people push you aside. But regardless, I say God is giving you victory. Can I hear an amen in the house? Praise God. Later on, he became king in life, eventually. He wanted to bring the ark of God back to town. And as he was bringing the ark of God back, he danced and danced. He danced and danced. He danced and danced that his clothes fell off. When we are dancing today, keep your clothes on, all right? His clothes fell off. And the wife of the king was looking for at him from the palace door. He said, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he making a fool of himself? Praise the Lord. Why, am I, why is he making a fool of himself? Somebody here is asking, why am, I, why am I not being accepted? Why is my case like this? Why am I not being loved? Why am I always rejected? Why am I not being accepted? Everybody doesn't have good in mind concerning me. Why am I not loved? Why am I not recognized? When I do something, no recognition is given. Praise the Lord. Why don't I have the gift? Why don't I have the calling? Why is my gift not accepted? Praise God. doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, who has rejected you and who has not accepted you. Listen to me. After every time David got rejected, something spectacular happened to him. That's why I'm putting it to you. Every time you go through being pushed aside, be careful, something is about to show up. I say something is about to show up. 
Something is about to... Oh, I, saw, I thought somebody was speaking that. Something is about to... Every time. Look at the life of David. After being rejected by his father, what, did, what happened next? Saul still anointed him as the next king. There was rejection, anointing came. After his brothers pushed him aside, he still went ahead. He killed Goliath. Are you listening to me? Something big is always about to show. When Saul went after his life to kill him, the presence of God, the time David enjoyed, the presence of God in the thickest moment of his life was during this period. God showed up for him. After David was pushed, rejected by the Philistines, and his own men, his own covenant brothers, when they pushed him aside, he recovered all the devil are taken away from him. I speak to you by the power of God's spirit. You are recovering all. It's coming back to you. I say it's coming back to you. All the gifts that has been taken away illegally is coming back to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Oh, you are getting it back. That career, you are getting it back. That business, you are getting it back. In the name of Jesus, I say you are getting it back. Your home, you are getting it back. Your marriage, you are getting it back. In the name of Jesus, you are getting your reputation back. In the name of Jesus, the glory that was once appointed upon your life, you are getting it back. You are getting that anointing back. You are getting that grace back. You are getting that joy back. You are getting that gift back in the name of Jesus Christ. You are getting your peace back. You are getting your health back in the name of Jesus. You are getting it back. I say you are getting it back. I speak to you, you are getting it back. If you believe it, shout amen. Oh, you are getting it back. Oh, can I have a witness for somebody who is getting it back? Can somebody announce to his neighbor he's getting it back? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not be pushed aside anymore. You will not be pushed aside anymore. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I love it when it happened to this guy called David. I'm sure David looked at his wife and said, well, <laughs> you are looking at me dancing now. You are looking like me like a fool. Let me tell you something. Come and watch me the next time. The next time it's not going to even be like this. I will exceed it in the name of Jesus. I'm sure that was what David was saying. I will, it won't be like this next time. I'm going to exceed it. I'm going to exceed it. Praise God. I'm going to exceed it. I'm going to exceed it. Can can I have a witness of one, two, three, four, five people who are really going to praise God regardless? Who know that victory belongs to them? Oh, come on, stand on your feet this awesome day. Stand on your feet, hallelujah. You are going to demonstrate that you are going to give God praise regardless of the situation you find yourself, of the circumstance you find yourself, you are going to have victory. Can somebody shake it off a little? Can somebody give a praise down? Can you take a praise break right now? Can you shout? Can you celebrate? Can you dance? Because you are getting it back. Whether the devil likes it or not, you are having it back. I, I am trying to find somebody this afternoon who is so committed to a life of victory regardless. You don't mind what people are saying. It doesn't matter how many people have pushed you aside. Regardless of what people are saying or doing to you, you are just committed to a life of victory. No matter how many times they have pushed you aside, hey, you are going to praise God regardless because you know where you are ending. Hallelujah. You are ending on the victory side. Do I have a witness this morning of somebody ending on the victory side? I want to tell somebody here today feeling rejected, you are in good company. Moses was rejected by Pharaoh. He was pushed aside by Pharaoh. Are you listening to me? Joseph was pushed aside. He was pushed aside by his brothers. 
Apostle Paul, he was pushed aside by the early church. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he was rejected of men. I say you are in good company. You are not the first person to be disliked, to be, to be rejected. You may be disliked, listen to me. You may be dishonored. You may be dismayed. You may be even be dismissed. You may be disregarded. You may be, you may be discounted. You may be deployed, disapproved, disappointed. You may be discharged. But listen to me. The world is about to discover you. Praise God. Thank God for your life. Let me conclude. Have you ever asked yourself the reason why you are being rejected sometimes or pushed aside? You should thank God and celebrate those who push you aside. God allowed it because he doesn't want you to fit in. He doesn't want you to fit in. Because if they didn't push you aside, you will fit in. And what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do through you, excuse me, you can't fit in. It's a new dimension, you can't fit in. You can't fit in. So thank those who have pushed you aside. The stone that was rejected became the chief cornerstone. Something is about to happen to you. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It hasn't entered into the heart of any man. The things God has prepared for them that love him. Lift up your two hands to heaven and give him praise. Your life is not your own. Give it back to him. Today, all you need is a touch from the Holy Ghost. Shata labali degebo, shata. Run degebo, sit in lebo, shakebo. Oh, I feel him in this place. Oh, a shift is taking place right now. Igemaso to lebali shete. Brandegebo, soto leba. Indegebo, ramba baba sete leba. Sheke masoto lebali shete. Thank you, Jesus. I sense something strong. Every time this thing comes, even the things that wants to come out of my mouth, I myself get scared. But let me start with a simple one. Like a young lady in this church, I remember. It's not up to two years this happened. As the Lord spoke prophetically strong. In fact, God brought him before this altar. I don't know how many people could remember. And God spoke into the young lady's life. That some spectacular things were so going to be happening. One of the things that was paramount in the girl's heart was issue of marriage and before the end of the year the Lord gave him gave her one of the best men living on the surface of the earth as far as I'm concerned in fact the young man when I was querying him there are so many girls in your church why are you not marrying the girls in your church because it's a church I frequently go to preaching I said why are you not marrying anyone he said he said, I've waited on the law that is the right one I want. The same thing as this young girl. There were people, at least that I know of, as a pastor of the church, at least you will know those who are interested. She said no to all of them. And she got this special child of God. I sense another unique anointing like that here today. There is somebody in this service right now. You even told God this morning that you are tired of waiting. That if God doesn't come through for you today, 
you are tired. You are just tired. Hear ye the word of the Lord. The Lord said, I have said I will do it and I will do it and I will not repent of it. I, the Lord, say I will do it. He said, be patient, my daughter. Be patient, says the Lord of hosts. He will do it, says the Lord of hosts. Thank you, Father. There is always, there's also somebody here. There are two, actually. You need healing in your body. One is a blood condition for somebody. It's a blood condition. The second person is an organ in your body is misbehaving. In fact, you have gone for your first series of tests. It did not show up well. Listen to me, the two of you. By the power of God's spirit, you are healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The power of God surged through your body. You are healed completely and totally. Tomorrow morning, go for your test. You will find out that the ailment is no more there. Thank you, Father. There is somebody here again. Since you are small, you have been told you will not make it in life. A voice even keeps on haunting you as if you will not make it. You will not amount to anything in life. If you are that person, all eyes closed, all heads bowed. If you are in the nations of the world, you can put it in the chat there. Uh, people will get to it later. But I have a strong unction that the person is in this sanctuary. Since you are small, it has been spoken over you. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. I'll just recognize you. Praise God. There's a reason for that. Lift it up. Lift it up very well. You are that person. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You see me after the service, but I'll pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Bible says the voice of the Lord will destroy every manifestation of Assyria. Every stranger's voice that you have been hearing, that has been saying you belong to the floor and you never rise. I break that chain over your life. I break that barrier over your life. And I say as from today, what your lineage never touched, what your lineage never have handled, what your lineage never experienced, let it be yours for the taking now in the name of Jesus Christ. With ease you will conquer. With ease you will take over in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. Come on, put those winning hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street. St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.